You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. My parents must have thought They had a crazy kid Cause I was one of those kids Who always knew what I wanted They took me down to the airport To see all the planes depart And watching them fly Something inside of me was starting I was eight when I told them I'd be a pilot But I was too young and too short And there were no female captains And my dad said be patient He said just see what happens But I took my first lesson Came down from the sky And told my father I'd fly for the rest of my life And I got my first job Flying for a mortician In a tiny bonanza Just a corpse and me Five dollars an hour For flying dead bodies I had to climb over their feet and we are back. Do you hear that? This is that voice just soaring, honey. Soaring like an airline pilot can. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how excited I am right now because there's, there's been a lot of people that I have basically begged to be on this show. And then there's some that I have literally actually begged in their face to be on the show and they don't get mad. <laughs> Who it's just all about the timing. Who could get mad at you? Honey. I can't imagine it. You know what? There's a few. My <laughs> ex. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who you've met, actually. I hear you. Oh. You've met him long time ago. <laughs> long time where ago. Where did we meet? Remind which is me. why he's the ex. I'll Please remind me. Yeah, where did we meet? At Rob McClure's show that he did at... Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know... We were in a good place then, and it's yeah. yeah and we're in a great place now that no, we're not. Well together. done. So we're going to go see that? the prom together in a couple of weeks. Is that's that beside the, the point. I not beside the point. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh. I love that. That is about growing up and evolving and being an adult and not yeah. cutting someone out of your life because your we're romantic relationship has shifted. Over. And I love that you oh. invested time and emotional. Uh, energy into this person and now you're dear friends now we're friends well and it's done. like you know i i hesitate to you know because i've seen the new person yes it does sting <laughs> doesn't it on. yeah that on. does sting but i ain't been living like the vestal virgin either, okay so, see what i'm know. saying but this is not about me jen Calella. <laughs> this is about be. my personal and fabulous obsession with <laughs> one of the my favorite talented people that i've had the opportunity to see perform and then have the opportunity to also get a chance to at least have some personal time with. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, I have for you right now the Tony Award nominated, Drama Desk Award winning, <laughs> actress, singer, and I just found out when I was doing my research on you, mm-hmm. comedian. Well, sure, I did have a stand. Did we have, so now we have a connection that's even better than I thought. I did not know you did stand up. Mm-hmm. <gasps> for a little bit in Los Angeles. Yes, and I saw you get all the clubs. Mm-hmm. Now, what... For you, for stand-up, let's see. I don't want to ask how long ago it was, <laughs> just because that's none of my business. <laughs> but with stand-up comedy, it's sort of like, I feel like every opportunity that you get to be a stand-up comedian for real and you get to get out and do your stuff, it's a, the one of the most honest places you can be mm-hmm. as a performer. Mm-hmm. So the honesty of going from comedy to Broadway was that you were always singing, always acting. You didn't have a sense of diversion. You know, I the comedy thing I didn't I didn't know I was going to do until um, a couple of my colleagues in grad school said to me, "Why don't you do a set? Why don't you just write a set and do it?" And so I 
it was through their prodding that made me finally do it. Mm. And the cool thing about um, what I learned from stand-up comedy was that if I fail on stage, and believe me, I did, (laughs) um, there's no one to blame. It's not the writing is me, the performance is me, it's only me up right. there. And realizing that it's a complete failure on stage <laughs> and that the no, world it is not a no, failure, but listen, it's a learning experience. Listen, exactly right. That's my point. That I can completely a joke can fail, a bomb. Right. And then in the next moment, in the next breath, I can get them back. I yeah. can have them roaring with laughter. So it helped me learn that there's no calamity that's going to happen on stage that I have to be terrified of. It gave me a courage. It gave me this, um, and, and I'm still, it's not like the courage is always with me. I still get nervous on stage. It's certainly um, afraid of, of letting people down, but um, it helped me to try to um, more easily access that courage. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's it's funny because I thought about, because of course you know I'm like madly trying to find you give me a set online. I'm just dying to know <laughs> like what were you talking about? What was gra- you know what mm. grabbed you in the moment? Because a lot of times with comedy, it is sometimes what's happening in the in your world. At exactly the time right. Observational humor. It was you know my my guides and the people that I grew up listening to were always Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and. Um, Ellen DeGeneres later on and um you know Robin Williams those people were definitely my my guides and the ones whom I looked up to the most it's interesting because with comedy the other part about that is the tragedy aspect mm, tell me can, more. you kind of find where the tragedy is so in the time that you were doing stand-up did you have like you know those falling moments, like, did you do it a lot enough to be able to create more than just that that tight six minutes, hoping that you're going to get a letter? I did. I was a I was a regular at the comedy store for for a bit, so I did get a chance to kind of hone in on those skills. And mm. you're right; it's um, part of what some comedians can make funny is the tragedy of life. Um, I'm a very naturally positive person. I don't know if you've. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> One of the things yes. about you I adore. <laughs> so that was harder for me to, to grasp onto. But I tell you, the most difficult thing for me during that time when I was doing stand-up um, was actually hanging out with the, the comedians. It was a dark bunch. and yeah. They can be a dark bunch. And I again, yeah. I don't want to generalize, and I don't know yeah. what the scene is like now, but it was primarily men, mm-hmm. and it was primarily men whom I thought were not very respectful of themselves and each other. And you can be dark. You can have a different sensibility than I do. That's fine. You don't have to be positive for right. me to, to appreciate your art. Because we all have our own whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And... And and so I do celebrate all different kinds of, of comedy and performance, but what I do find difficult to be around is um, not being respectful of, of other people, of yourself, right. first of all, and then of other artists. If someone's yeah. on the stage, then I, I think regardless of whether or not you are digging it, you should still be respectful. Exactly, because that's always. hard, especially like when you do like an open mic or something, and mm. you know it's like everybody else in the audience is a bunch of comedians, and so they're all in their notebooks trying to think of what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And then there you are throwing out what you think is so vulnerable, be your vault, and it's like, could you people just put your books down for just a second? That's right. This is genius. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, but but I I love that because I I feel like with comedy it gives you. Like you said, a better sense of who you are as mm-hmm. a performer in general. I feel like it's it's kind of like 
when you've taken all the dance classes and done all of those things, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that gets you to that moment on stage, but it's sort of like the foundation of what you get from doing stand-up comedy if you are either successful or you've at least taken the lessons and realizing that there's certain things about it you can do and certain things you can't do mm-hmm. and and find that next thing because mm-hmm. it does make you stronger because you're right. Indeed. You're on stage by yourself. That's it. But let me just tell y'all about Jen Colella because right now, y'all, <laughs> let me just get it all out because <laughs> I, love I live happens. for this woman. I love when this happens, Steve. <laughs> get all it just... Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Come from away... Okay, like Come From Away is the show that she's currently now doing that I I think I was I saw a clip of us when we were at the drama desk just this past year. Mm -hmm. And I was like begging you going, girl, you can't leave Broadway, girl. (laughs) They got you on a cute gig. It's like 90 minutes. You in and out. You can do a thousand (laughs) other things, but you do not give up that stage. And you see where I am still still happily. Wow. Absolutely. How does that feel? I mean, because. You know, that's leading lady material. That's you're in this wonderful ensemble of people um, and in a show that is truly I remember the day I walked out of that show and I was Mm -hmm. so glad that I had had the cast recording already in my iPod Mm -hmm. when I came to see the Mm -hmm. show. So when I walked out the entire experience, I was able to recreate in my head instantaneously Mm -hmm. as I was walking out of the theater going, that dang Jen Colella, honey. (laughs) You're so sweet that clap of life. (laughs) You're so nice to me. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I really, really walked out of that show with a sense of actual joy. Mm -hmm. And there were very few shows on Broadway at the time during the big, you know, run up to the Tonys. Because it was you and Dear Evan Hansen. And as much as I liked Dear Evan Hansen, there's a part of me that was like, it didn't really speak to me demographically, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And I was, but I was all about... Um, Mr. Man up there, just coming out your window, on. carrying on. I was, okay. I was feeling yes. him. Coming out your window, whatever the song was. You know what I'm I think saying. you're waving through, waving one. through the window. But coming yeah. out is, is awesome. <laughs> I want to hear that song. <laughs> so we had that, but I remember with that show with Come From Away, that it it gave me a better sense of my own humanity, and it also gave me a little bit more faith in the rest of humanity Absolutely. when I walked out of that show. Yes. What is that like for you to do that every night? I don't use this word lightly, and I don't use it often, but it is a blessing. Yeah. It is everything I hoped for uh, when I started studying, when I knew I was going to be an actress mm-hmm. and that I wanted to do this for a living. It wasn't just about entertaining people, right? We want right. to touch people's hearts. We want to do something that feels important, right. and I am and something that feels very important and continues to feel very important. And the audiences are still, we're still packing them in and they're still leaping to their feet and laughing and crying and with us. waiting it at the is end to get those the signatures. the best feeling just, ever. It's amazing. Like, you know, and then I, and I, of course, you know me, Mr. Glib, the best <laughs> part about all of this is that she's in and out in 90, baby. Well, boom, okay, boom. yes, we can boom, boom. we can say that, indeed. By the time you get through the first half of My Fair Lady, she is already on her way home. It's true, I'm, just I'm saying. on my way to Glass House or my couch. Work, <laughs> work. It's life in the theater. <laughs> but yes, but to be a in a show, but to be in a show like this, with that you know side convenience factor, of course, but to be in a show that is touching people in a great way, to me, is absolutely everything as an artist. It really is. You know? It really is. Oh, Miss Jenkalella, y'all. <laughs> can't. I don't even... It's just... I've been waiting for this forever, and I'm trying to act like I'm professional and You're stuff. You're the sweetest. Um, but, again, 
you know, I, I fell in love with Jen Collette. I'm going to tell you when I fell in love with you. The first time I saw you on stage officially was in the Closer Than Ever at... Mm. Um, the York. At the York. Mm -hmm. And it was the night that Richard Maltby happened to be there. <gasps> you were there that night. I was there that night. Wasn't that Maltby extraordinary? Was it was just... And I was like, what is going on in this? <laughs> I was just like... Who is this woman? So let's tell let's tell your audience. What okay. Happened. So um, it's me, Christian Knoll, uh, Sal, Sal Viviano, Viviano, and George Dvorsky. Yes. And George Dvorsky, God love him, that we didn't have understudies, mm -hmm. and he was not feeling well, and he made it through the first act like a champion, but at the end looked at us and said, "You guys, I have nothing left. There's no way I'll be able to do the Ugh. second act." And Christian and I were like, "No worries, brother." Gave him a hug, and we started to take off our costume. Mm -hmm. And Richard Malpe comes around the corner. He goes, "Nope." Not at all. We're doing the second act. I will be doing the second act. Boom. And we were like, yes, you Boom. I know will. my material well enough. I think okay. I could throw myself in. It was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. I loved that you were there that night. Wow. It was so thrilling you know? to be on stage with him in that capacity. And then it's like, then you go, you start and you have that history moment in your head, mm. like what this man has done and what Absolutely. things he's worked on. And you're like, and I'm standing on stage next to him. How about that? Incredible. It was awesome. Like for you right now, though, I feel like you are in a place where people are noticing you very much, more than me, I hope. <laughs> um, but they're, they're noticing you, and they're noticing your talent, they're noticing your singing, they're noticing everything about you. And are you now getting to meet and hang out and talk to, you know, the Sondheims, <laughs> the Pastor <and> Paul? <laughs> I know uh, one we, thing that I do know that I, I had to write it down because I remember you telling me about you doing this with uh, Shayna Tobb, mm -hmm. who just recently won the Kleban Prize. Correct. For her writing, y'all. extraordinary? We need to hang out with her because whatever she's writing is cute, she right? She is awesome. I'm working on a new musical with her. I, mm, it's I've, amazing. She's so amazing. I, I just think she's so tremendous. I can't believe my luck. Like, And again, here you are. I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't mind you going on to another musical if that's what's going to happen. Listen, we're... If that means you're going to be in New York, I don't written, care. She's written the first act. You okay. understand? We're, this is the early developmental stages. So, I will be with it for as long as I'm supposed to be. I also wow. know that. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. Nothing's guaranteed, and I totally get it. But I, I have worked on it with them for the past year, mm -hmm. and uh, I just think the world of her and her talent. Well, and she's amazing. She's another one for me who just kind of, I just happened to hear her name once mm -hmm. and then I saw uh, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner do their show and there was a song that she had written that was a part of the show. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's an interesting song. And then I saw her at this jamboree thing at City Center and honey, they gave her the mic and I was like, what? Absolutely. And then her Twelfth Night music as well that she wrote Incredible. for Twelfth Night was fabulous. Wasn't that am an amazing production? It was a the whole fantastic thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, so you're, are you, are they calling you now? <laughs> Are the, the Shayna Tobbs, the Pesach Falls, are they giving you a ring-a-ding? Shayna and Whitman, are they calling well, you? Well, let me tell you. Here's the thing. is like It's not just, uh, it's so sweet because Come From Away has definitely put me on the map in mm -hmm. a different way. But I have been here for nearly two decades, right? Wow. And I've been doing my thing. And it's not just about being in successful shows. I've right. been doing readings and workshops and demos and recordings and all of these things throughout the time that I've been here, which is my favorite part right. of being in New York. So I have... Um, I have developed relationships with some of these amazing people just because I am been one there. of the lucky ones that's been able to stick around. Fabulous. 
You know what I mean? You got to stay in it. That you do. You have to stay in it. And <laughs> so not it's cry. not about just oh, all of a sudden I'm in a hit show. Yeah. And now it's all happening. I believe I've been cultivating this for for myself for for quite some Absolutely. time. Absolutely, and being very complicit in making it pop. <laughs> now let's talk. Let's talk some more. Okay. Um, we're not going to talk about the untitled project that she's working on with okay. Shana Taub. Okay, but okay. That's something that's coming in the future. Yes. And I told you the closer from closer than ever was my first introduction for you. Yes. And then, girl, she was in Chaplin. <laughs> she had a hoppered me right into. I don't even know. All I remember was I said, I just saw her in that Closer Than Ever. And then she comes out and does my favorite song, which we're going to hear at the end, uh-huh. All Falls Down. And when I heard you sing that song, I was like, okay, where's her Tony nomination? She gets her one song and gets her cross. And then we give her her featured actress because that shit was genius. I'm sorry. Was, it was I, fun. Oh my God! And you and Rob McClure. What about like, Rob McClure in that show? Yeah, I was glad that they remembered him, but I wish that they had remembered you at that time. But then it was like you know, in time things happen the way they do. Exactly right. Exactly and, right. You know, then you get to s- discover her and come from away. <laughs> but you better go back and get that cast recording for um, Chaplin because let me tell you something. It's a good one. You, it's a good one. And you've done something that I love. <laughs> and it's going to sound so. I can't wait. It's, Honey, you made white girls have to sing. White girls got to sing, honey. This is amazing. This you is were making white girls sing. This is they can't come up and sing. They have to sing. <laughs> because this song is a sang song. I'm just saying. I love everything about what you just said. I'm, yes, I, honey. I, I thank you. They got to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot be. I was, there was some, uh, this, actually, if you go on YouTube, there's a clip of some young woman who was singing that song. Mm-hmm. And she's, I don't know if it's part of a, a musical something, something they're doing for a college or something. But honey, I was like clocking her from the j- moment she stepped out and hit that first note. I was like, you better yes. bring me something. And yes. she she delivered. Oh, it's. But yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> had to pull her to the side and go, girl, you can't just sing this song. Somebody had to pull her to the side. Don't sing. Sang. You have to sing. <laughs> sang song. <laughs> sang song. I love it. I'm feeling but, that. But I mean, but you do, it's so it's so wonderful because, like I said, that song really gets me. And then, of course, it, it's been one of those things of watching you have a wonderful time in your career because one of the other things about you that I also love, and it's something I'm sure you've talked about ad infinitum, and I'll be one more, but that's because my my fans or my listeners, whoever they are, may not know this about you, but you are open and free, honey. Yes. Open, out, and free. <laughs> Do you hear me? Do you hear Do me? Do you hear me when I tell you Jen Colella is living, <laughs> living, <laughs> she didn't expect you to get all this queen fabulousness, but I can't help but give you that. I, I can't so NPR cute. with you. I, I wish they could see your you. face right now. That's the but, thing. You're... But you're you're out and proud. Yes. And and free and living and loving. And yes. What does that feel like to, right now? Because well, all the of those, climate is what is so those such sweet um, adjectives you used? Free and and out and living and you know yes these are all things that equal happiness for me and um, I have learned that uh, I am 
at my best self if if I am open and yeah. honest and transparent and and not just with uh, the people that I'm closest to, but with my fans, with yeah. people that want to know more about me. I feel okay with that. And I also really respect other artists that that aren't as open. That's okay. Like everybody does their own thing in their own time and their own way that feels comfortable for them. For me, realizing that the fact that I am mostly gay... Uh, <laughs> Really, mostly, mostly. but you not know, entirely. Do, 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 honey. <laughs> She's under the rainbow, and that's all that matters. <laughs> really, <yeah. laughs> she is all up on the rainbow. The fact that I identify as a as a mostly gay woman, um, and the fact that that will bring um, some hope to some younger somebody who did exactly. not have. You were talking about lighting the path as far as you know, yeah. gay people. I didn't have anybody to look up to when I was a kid. I didn't know any gay performers. It wasn't until Ellen, really. Right. Um, and so I have these sweet girls, younger women coming up to me with tears in their eyes that say, thank you for being out because it's given me the courage to come out to my parents or to come out at school or to come out to myself. Right. And I didn't really realized that was going to be a part of this whole package yeah and i'm thrilled what a delightful thing that by my being open and ha the fact that i happen to love women can help somebody else feel more comfortable in in their own skin is yep. such a, a bonus i you know and i think that in the end when we finally get to the place where it doesn't matter yeah it's gonna be fabulous wouldn't that be nice it's gonna be fabulous and and you're right doing you is is one of those things that makes you that extra special, at least for me, when mm -hmm. I see you on the stage, because I know, you know, when you leave, you go home to your girlfriend. You ain't got to have nobody. <laughs> she, you know, I'll stop by the Glass House Tavern to see what's up, because you know she's done by 930 on a good night. I'm just saying. <laughs> You could catch catch Miss Colella maybe have a cocktail. Or two. Oh no, forget it. Or two, oh no, know. what have we done? She, you knew she got a show though. She what can't have we be done? <laughs> but you know, it's fun too because it was interesting. As we were talking about your show, uh, Come From Away, which she's in right now, and you know you can come and see her and see her in this show. Please do. Um, but I also have some wonderful uh, folks that listen to the podcast that I asked uh, when I told them that you were coming. I posted a note and said, if you could have you here, what questions would they ask? Oh, sweet. So I have two people who have questions. <laughs> okay. So if you're listening, Ken Finkelstein, this is for you, Mr. Hey, Man. Ken. Um, he asks, and it's it's interesting, uh, what's the greater challenge for you as an actor? Is it developing a fictional character or creating a character that's based on an actual living person, which is what you're doing every Great night? Great question, Ken. Um, both have their challenges, obviously. Um, I think it might be a little more challenging to play someone who actually exists. Um or even someone who did exist, you know, because as an artist, we want to put our own stamp. We want to feel totally free to create this new character on stage. And if this person already exists, then there are some, some guidelines. In some ways, that can be very helpful, too, right? right? But the challenge is to honor who this person is or was and to also make my own stamp so it feels yeah. authentic for, well, to honor yourself in, in my body. Too. That's yeah. right. Um, so the challenge of meeting those two is, is probably greater than, than creating my own character from just from scratch. Wow. See there, Ken? <laughs> I got you in. Look at that. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. All right. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. He did ask one. He had a side question. Okay. Sure. Sure. I'm going to give you, I'm giving you your side questions because I'm feeling very beneficial. And giving, <laughs> I want to make you have a moment too. But he asked because we were talking about being out and open mm -hmm. and we come from having fun home. Mm -hmm. Now we have the prom. Mm -hmm. 
And he says, he's like, what would you like to see the next theme of a lesbian show, of a show that had lesbian characters? Like, what would you like to see them doing? That's so, what a great side question, Ken. Um, I would <laughs> just, good. I yeah, should give him my yeah, job, really not. <laughs> well, I would like to see, um, you know, women of a, a certain age. I mean, I like that there's, there's the younger mm-hmm. kids and that that's acceptable because kids that age are so lovely and open and free right. and, and non-judgmental when it comes to that sort of thing. But um, it would be cool to, to see, you know, Falsettos does a little bit, but they're the side story. Yes. I would like to see some Let ladies be... Front and center. <clears throat> yeah, wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then something for all of us old bitches that can like go in and be like, okay, I relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like old is old. Is old well, you know and, I mean? and well, right, oh, because uh, the, the, the re- relationships are different, right? right. And, and the way that we approach them and the, the baggage that we bring or the lessons that we've already learned or that we still have to learn, I think there's beauty in that. I would, I would like to see that. Wow. Right? Musical or, or straight drama? Gosh, straight. Look what you did there. Um, uh, Let's make it a musical while we're creating. Why not? Come on. So, Ken, you hear that now. You're going to have to get out on the drawing board. We have to start thinking what we can do. We got to start spitballing, Ken. Exactly. Now, it is also true that you're going to be hosting the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Big Extravaganza Broadway Backwards. Yes. Where the women are singing the songs of the men and the men are singing the songs of the women. Yes. So Ben Finzel mm-hmm. wants to know what duet song, the song and the performer, would you most like to perform at Broadway Backwards? <sighs> my heavens, what a great question. Oh my goodness. I don't, I really don't know. You know, there's a song that I do want to sing that I'm not singing a Broadway backwards, so I don't want to get everybody excited because <laughs> I think someone else has done it, but mm-hmm. I just thought of this. I, I would like to sing Maria at some point. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. So I will at some point. It's not going to be a Broadway backwards. Will this, will this I, be in the Jen Colella cabaret? Maybe, act? maybe. Is there ever going to be a Jen Colella like a Fifty Four Below? You know Jen what? Colella, I something, something? I did one at Ars Nova years and years ago, and it was super fun mm-hmm. and awesome. But like, it's a lot of work, isn't it? My heavens! <laughs> <laughs> Those cats are putting together a band and a and, and, and the, the rehearsal and the and I love it. But I also find that right now there's a lot of them. Yes. Right? I feel bad that I can't go to as many as I would like to. I have a lot of friends who do mm-hmm. them, and I, I try to get there, but, like... You know, I had this conversation once with um, Montego Glover, mm-hmm. currently in Hamilton in Chicago, mm-hmm. giving your Angelica realness. Because <laughs> yes, I love me some Montego. Oh, me That's too. another month I live for my Montego, who should be calling me at some point in time. But I'm not mad at you, Montego. Eh, not mad. Because um, she's probably freezing to death now. Um, <laughs> but... When uh, I asked her the same question about wanting to do that, and she said that one of the reasons why she doesn't want to do it, at least certainly not now, mm-hmm. is because she wants to have a story to tell, and she's not sure what story she wants mm. to tell when she's doing yes. it. So yeah, right when you do this, where do you draw from when you your Ars, like, like going back to your Arsenova show? Again, was it was like I just choices? it was mm-hmm, it was song choices, songs that I like, songs that I've auditioned with, songs that I have sung in shows, um, and told little stories about you know when I was learning it or how the song came to be. Um, and so I that and especially with with my comedic background, I think that that part I would be able to do uh, well again. But I yes, I'm not sure that my heart has 
has told me yet exactly what that is or that I need to do that yeah. or that there's a story I need to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. And, and it's for some people, too, it always seems like an opportunity to showcase mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff. And right now you don't have to do that. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I'll say it for you, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> she ain't got time to be doing all of that. As much as I want her to do one, she ain't got the time. She I, is busy on stage. Let me tell you, there is something that's a different art form, and it is something that I do enjoy doing. And mm-hmm. it's um, it is a different way to share yeah. with an audience and with your fans. So it's it is something that I I will do again, and that I look forward to doing for sure. All right. Well. <laughs> I also, in light of the beautiful Rent experience that just happened, yes. thought maybe if Betsy Wolf and I sang I'll Cover You, that would be a cool duet. Because I didn't want it to completely skirt that question. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> She's got such a great voice. Look at that. And I can just check them off the list. See, y'all, I did y'all right. <laughs> My friend Tracy wanted to be a part of it, but she asked the same question as, as Ken, but he okay. was first. So no that's worries. How it goes. No Shout worries. out to Tracy Greer. Hey, what girl. Up, Tracy? Um, so here we are now, though. This is, we're in a hotbed of political crazy. Mm-hmm. We are trying to get our eight shows a week in. Mm-hmm. We're trying to think about projects for ourselves in the future. Yes. How hard is it for you to ignore what's happening? and still be an artist? Well, I try not to ignore it, but you're right. There has to be a certain level of protection from my own mind and heart so that I can continue to stay open and positive enough to to do the work that I need to do. Um, Because right now I feel like I'm of service to humanity doing my best in this show um, and to do so. And the show, while it's yeah. light and beautiful and gives everybody a good feeling, it's not easy to do. It's still, there's still yeah. the backdrop of this heaviness behind it for the actors. And right. so um, I have to keep my heart uh, as clear and open as possible. That stated, I don't want to just like bury my head and not know what's going on. So I, um, I try to receive the information Mm -hmm. as it comes and then um, I will talk to close friends about it, uh, about my feelings around it. I try not to get too crazy political on on the social media and if I do, I try to stay positive. I have promised myself when I joined social media and I haven't joined, I've been on Instagram maybe a year, maybe Mm -hmm. not quite, um, and and Twitter for for a little longer, uh, but uh, I promised myself that I would only tweet or post positive things because okay. I do not believe in using it to tear one another down. Right. Um, I think that is the fall of humanity, actually. Well, I, I had a moment <laughs> last week where I, I felt like I I might have been a little mean to Chris Christie. Okay. Right. I understand. And I, I don't have judgment for people that mm-hmm. do use it as yeah. a platform to express their anger. Yeah. In there. I, 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 I try to keep judgment out of it, yeah. right? But I, for myself, it doesn't feel good to attack even if I am vehemently opposed, right? right? Yeah. Um, it just doesn't feel good to use that platform to do so. Because it was so crazy. I, I had a conversation off mic with someone about the Kevin Hart scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, after this recent, if, if by the time you hear this, the recent um, homophobic attack, if you will, against Jesse Smollett um, and how Kevin Hart made a, you know, a Twitter you know, hopes and prayers and, you know, feel, and people like came after him. And I said, well, I just really feel like right now 
this isn't a good time for That's him to jump point. into exactly. the mix. I but he can't he can't you know? like who cares? But he can't win. He's not it's not about winning. It's <laughs> not about we're all looking for ways to attack each other and tear each other and down. And they just like That is a human being that wished another human being well. True. But you know every the the thing is is that his his that it's a very hard sell for him, of and I course. and I just wish that for him, his own personal sake, mm-hmm. that he just sent a private note. Totally, there are different ways to a, do it. Didn't make it a public thing. Because Absolutely, because there's going to be backlash. There's but be if backlash. we if we if we kind of can ease up on the backlash part, tap, you know, uh, on either side for whatever reason, whether you're right or wrong, if we can stop making people the other by right. saying you're wrong and I'm right, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get along uh, better and farther i, so I really do. I do think so too well, <laughs> i'm a, i gotta let jen go i'm sure i do we've had such a lovely time this is flow oh yeah by. we gotta let her go because she's got i got my show, show. To do, <laughs> i have to see if i can get a date with her afterwards i've got time hey but jen Colella can be seen eight shows a week right now until at least she takes a vacation or this weather stops her from being there <laughs> at um the schoenfeld theater that's right yes uh with Come from away, the show that I think should have got the Tony Award for <laughs> Don't say nothing, Keith. Try to act like you got sense, Keith. The show <laughs> that many people are still talking about, mm. which is great. Cast recording is available. And as I said before, uh Ms. Jen Colella, when she got on stage as Hedda Hopper. <laughs> and turn this song out. You're honey. gonna play it for them. I'm gonna give them okay. a taste of you blowing this You're out, so honey, sweet. because you, you can hear it right now underneath. This song is everything. And young white ladies out there that want to sing, y'all better get hip with the song and learn how to sing. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say to you. So silly. It's but it's true. I'm telling you the truth because <laughs> that song is everything. It's three minutes of everything. Thank you. Literally Michael. three minutes of everything. You're so sweet to me. I'm because I'm Team Jen, honey, and again. <laughs> Again, anything you can find about Jen Colella, please look it up and get it. Mm. Um, we didn't talk about the Great American Trailer Trash Musical. Trailer Park. Trailer Park Musical. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you with that with Orfe too? My Orfe? No, that was before. before. I was I was Pippi, the kleptomaniac stripper, prior to. At, at, I was like the first show at Nymph. It was the first year of Nymph. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. Get into that. And look forward to um, the one of the future projects with Jen working with Shayna Taub. And <laughs> until then, that gives us enough time to figure out what is this musical that we're going to write yeah. about these like a, four lesbians mm-hmm. somewhere like going someplace upstate or something. Ooh, in a cabin. And then all of the secrets fall out. Ooh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. I think that would work. Men do it. That would be fabulous. <laughs> And anyway, but listen, listen to Jen Colella, honey. She's turning you out right now. Thank you, Miss Jen. Thank you, Keith. And we'll be back. And all the king's horses and all the king's men will never put for Charlie together again. And what you're gonna do when it Keith Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now Mixcloud.